This is Anis on Opas, a fan podcast where we discuss our favorite things about Korean dramas with special attention to our most favorite K-drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I am Susie. And I am Lynn. And before we dive into this delicious meal of an episode, Susie, we'd like to say Jamma Kiss Me Da to uh, some special people and or things that we'd like to thank. Do you want to go first, Suze? Thank you for the ingredients that makes make this delicious episode. Indeed. <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face, but my thanks after doing extensive reviewing and studying to prepare for this episode, I would like to thank Hyunbin's time in the military for giving us military Hyunbin body. (laughs) Hi, Jekyll me. Mm. Because when you, uh, something that I've reviewed extensively is Secret Garden, and the difference is quite something. (laughs) The pre-military stature, shall we say, and the post-military, they, you know, they they didn't even hesitate to, like, show it off in that show. Well... You got it flaunted, right? I mean, wow, that I did not think about that one, but that's thank you to the South Korean military complex <laughs> for Mr. Hyun Bin's physique. All right, that's that. Yeah, well, it just I, I appreciated the difference, the yeah. like stark difference between <laughs> that is all, everybody. It's just on my wow. mind. Chef's kiss to that. That's amazing. Uh, I might as much more mundane and yet nonetheless completely heartfelt. Part of uh, this podcasting journey for us has been, you know, getting to see where people around the world are listening to our podcast from. It's so enjoyable to me. Yes. Um, And we get those stats, you know, updated minute by minute (laughs) as people are listening. (laughs) So I just wanted to thank, you know, as of the time we're recording this episode, 79% of our audience is from the U.S., understandably. But... We also have had listeners from the Philippines, Australia, Belgium, the United Kingdom, which seems very vague to me. The United Kingdom is several countries. Can't they break it down more? But okay. Anyway, United Kingdom, uh, Germany, Canada, India, Spain, Malaysia, Nigeria, Denmark, South Africa, and Brazil. All of those countries have people have been listening to our podcast so i don't speak the languages spoken in a lot of your countries but obviously you also are korean drama fans if you're listening to our podcast and so a very heartfelt kamsamida from your onis thank you for listening and uh i hope you enjoy this discussion of korean dramas including sue's 
what we have been watching lately. What have you been watching lately? Oh my goodness. What have I been watching lately? Okay, so since the last time we talked, um, we both have uh, finished our buddy watch of Mr. Sunshine. Oh. oh, it took a while and it is kind of a long show. It's 24 episodes, but oh, it's a it's a beautiful show, you guys. It's it so is beautiful to watch. And, you know, it takes its time to tell the story. I mean, I think we were already in the middle and we were still like, but what it's about. Right. <laughs> I think up to, like, episode 18 or something. Like, well past the point of 16, we we were still like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, you know, Mm. because we're just there for the ride and we're not just like, oh, I know where we're going and trying to, like, theorize too much about stuff and guessing Mm -hmm. stuff, you know. Like, I just felt like we were able to... I mean, quote unquote, enjoy the experience of <laughs> watching it. Like there, there are many arms of enjoyment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. But in general, just like sort of like it's taking us on this ride, and we're just there to observe instead of be an active participant and too much of it. I don't know. It felt nice, you know. And we were still like using our brain, but it didn't feel like we needed to like strain it that much mm. <laughs> for most yeah. of it um it's mostly an emotional journey i feel like it's, yeah you know Agreed. you just uh, there's a lot of like feels out there that you know you kind mm. of like catch on to instead of just like this happened this happened this happened and you're i don't know it's nice it's it's nice that way <laughs> but it also it's gonna take your heart into a blender. Yeah. And drink it. <laughs> heart smoothie. Heart mm. smoothie. Oh my goodness. Have tissues. Have you know, you're gonna rage on a lot of stuff. It has some excellent as in despicable villains mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm. just so evil. <laughs> yeah. So evil. Like one was, he was very mustache twirling, but also just terrible. Just so evil. Yeah. And then you had somebody who was even worse. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think that was possible, but this story like really surprised in a lot of ways. Like once it started ramping up, it really did the thing to Mm. like get your sort of anxiety to rise with it. Because yes. you're sort of kind of like, I'm on a lake on a boat and, you know, yeah, yeah. going through it and it's beautiful and sometimes it's a little dangerous, but then like real danger starts to happen. Right. And then just the stakes like, really yeah. amped up. Yeah. Right. And then, and then you see where it's going and then you're like, no, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's it's just like, else. can we stop this trade right now? Oh, can gosh. we just, can we slow down? Can we slow down again? No, you are. No. There are no breaks after mm-hmm. a certain point and you're just, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> On a downhill course to episode 24. Ooh, yeah. So it is, you know, it's, if you're watching, like we did basically two episodes 
a week and actually, you know, it got interrupted a bit with like the holidays and other things that we couldn't like, you know, do just to a week and it became a little longer. And I felt like that was actually good probably (laughs) because if you watch Mm -hmm. it in one sitting, this is not a bingeable show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be too intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, there's a lot. I feel like there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many characters and like different Mm -hmm. sort of mini plots going on that at least for me, it really helped to sort of digest it slowly rather than I would have been Mm -hmm. completely underwater if I had tried to watch it, you know, in a short span of time. Yeah, I agree. But other than that, I mean, the performances are incredible, incredible. So much good acting in this show. I mean, it has so much heart. It has a lot of humor, but it mm. also has a lot of tears. A lot of tears. Yeah. Go to Costco and buy tissues before you <laughs> watch this show. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I mean, even Lynn changed her mind about certain characters mm. like halfway mm-hmm. through because they like turned it around. Like mm-hmm. people are not what they seem in, in this show a lot. Um Yeah. So, yeah, so that was also, like, a nice little, I don't know, disco, like, character development, you know? Yeah. Like, lots of good character development. Uh, a bromance for the ages. Just. Yeah. These boys. It's true. it's true. I mean, I would say the bromance in this show almost rivals Goblin, mm-hmm. which to me is like the oh, pinnacle yeah. of bromance. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it may it might not quite reach Goblin standards, but it's definitely second to Goblin mm-hmm. out of bromances. Yeah, it's quite good. Uh, it's well crafted because it's not mm. like a thing where they suddenly liked each other. You know, it had oh, to right, be. Right. It had to be cultivated. <laughs> yes, yes. And time had to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I highly recommend, but also just check yourself. Is mm-hmm. this the kind of show you want to embark on? You know, mm-hmm. there is plenty of information out there. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to check out the, like, history of Korea at that time... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You will have an idea of like where it's going, so yeah, just keep that in mind. You know, I I really loved it. You know, I just thought it was such yeah. a great journey, um, even with the tears. So yeah, give it a shot and if some it's violence. Your I mean, and some violence, re- yeah. real gnarly violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> love though love love mr love mr sunshine. sunshine yeah all the finger hearts <laughs> and then i watched all of alchemy of souls <laughs> one and two in like quite a short span of time <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean this is like was really high on my list to watch because i really love this kind of um fantasy genre and also, she really, really <clears throat> loves Lee oh, Jae-wook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. And also, <laughs> Lee Jae-wook is there. So. <laughs> and whose performance was just <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was 
He was so good. And, you know, here, and we're going to talk about this a lot in this episode, but that whole, like, sort of spoiled, entitled, rich kid Mm. trope, right? Like, that character has gone through different iterations throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And it is possible to make this person compelling. They just need to Mm -hmm. be like a three-dimensional person. They cannot be Mm -hmm. just this one side that is your whole personality. That cannot be it. Then you are boring and terrible, Um, which is such a bad combination (laughs) in a person. (laughs) (laughs) And for a show. Yeah, for a show, it's like not interesting to yeah. see and you you will not get invested in that character because you don't care. Yeah. Like I really don't care what happens to you. But here it's not quite that extreme, but there are elements of that in his character in this show where he mm-hmm. is you know, he has a goal. He has a goal in his life that he's trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And he's not sitting there just waiting for it to happen. He is actively trying to make it happen, but in his like sort of little boy way, you know, it's kind of like he still has that privilege where like, I still want what I want the way I want it kind of thing. But then he's not so rigid that he's not unbendable when push comes to shove. He recognizes when he needs to change, when he needs to change his ways when he needs Mm -hmm. to follow somebody else who knows better than he does Mm -hmm. so he's not just like sitting there hitting his head on a rock right like over and Mm -hmm. over again like he's just like okay so this is not working let's like figure out some other way so he's learning and growing as he goes by but he still has that little bit of like also stubbornness a little bit of brattiness sure. <laughs> in him, but it's like such a mix that you like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Roasted the glasses. I'm not saying that's not possible here, but I just, he just becomes such a compelling character. And then you yeah. see the points where you can root for him and he's mm-hmm. not just doing this for um, really shallow reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just thought his handling of this character as a like person who, like I said, <laughs> just like it could be over the top. It mm-hmm. could be over the top. I'm a bratty rich kid, right? Kind of thing. Which I mean, right. he's not really. It's not exactly that, but it just has elements of that more privileged than anything mm-hmm. to also um or it could have been two-dimensional one-dimensional just like mm-hmm. cardboard it could be either it could have been yeah. like bad either way but he does such a good job just juggling all the different aspects of that character to make it like believable and compelling and you want to root for him and all that mm-hmm. stuff so a big really like big factor i mean a lot of good performances in here um i will say the mythology does not always compute oh which is you know it's not in a way that 
we will also discuss some of that <laughs> this mm-hmm. episode. It's not in a way that there are no rules or rules are abandoned, but in mm-hmm. it's more like it's convenient. Suddenly there's this thing that will help you do the thing that you need to do that mm-hmm. we've never heard before, but suddenly here it is and it's going to help you. And then somebody like quickly does a real like narration of... <laughs> right the benefits of this thing oh and then and then here's it's suddenly incorporated in the story so stuff like that that's kind of like well that's convenient like a deus ex machina of like and suddenly a miracle happened yeah Mm -hmm. so there are stuff like that that happens that doesn't always i'm not always against it Mm. but i think it maybe happens a little too many times yeah um to be believable or to be effective um so there's that stuff and but it has like such a great friend group i just love when they're together and doing things together um the romance is super swoony to me i just Mm. (laughs) i wish you could see her face listeners (laughs) just Really, top notch. There's a middle aged romance that is very delightful, fun, and cheeky. Ooh, I ooh, I, I hope it is with who I hope it is with because I know that one of my favorite uh, support Ajmas is in that show. Is it our friend who is in Hide Jekyll Me and also uh, my Mister that friend? Oh, yes. So many friends. Her. I love her. So, and I'm. I love her too. She's one of the reasons yeah. why I'm real excited to watch Alchemy of Souls, is because mm-hmm. I know she has a, a prominent role in that, and mm-hmm. I'm real excited to see her in a bigger role because I haven't done that yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Excellent. she is great. She is great in this. I just, yeah. Um, and if you are like, uh, that guy in DP that was so terrible <laughs> okay shin sung ho if you are like oh he was so terrible in dp come to alchemy <laughs> come to alchemy of souls because he plays he plays the the crown prince in this show oh. so he also has this kind of like bratty privilege thing happening mm-hmm. but he is also a reluctantly good dude <laughs> He's such a good dude. I mean, and he, I just kudos to him. He really crafted a unique character, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like the blend of his like princeness and his like good personness is so interesting and mm. different. Um, and so believable in this kind of like, you know, I'm royalty and I, I shouldn't be too nice to whatever, but it's okay. I'll be, you know. So right. just making decisions based on rando things sometimes, <laughs> which I'm like, this is so fitting. And even a character in there was like, yeah, I believe you actually made a decision because of X, Y, and Z. It's, it's fine. It's totally you. <laughs> but he, I, I really enjoy him in the show. I enjoy his character. I enjoy his relationship with all the other characters. You know, he makes a mistake, a big one. Yeah. But then, you know, he realizes that this is what he did. And he tried his best 
to like make up for it in his own mm-hmm. way and i mean that process is also delightful um so so many different things to have in here just you know look at the potholes jump over them it's okay it's none of it is gonna break anything you know like Mm. you might question some things and i definitely want to watch it again just to see like did i really miss this or did it just not exist (laughs) right right (laughs) or something um but it is such a watchable show um there's just like such fun stuff happening alongside a really another terrible villain (laughs) who does a good job being a villain so Mm -hmm. you really want to knock him down um so i i do recommend it i see you know it's not perfect but i really enjoyed watching it and i thought everyone in it did a really really great job and it's really like also beautiful to watch as well Mm. yeah Um, yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, just the sort of photos of it from, mm-hmm. I mean, you if you're on Instagram and you follow anything having to do with Korean drama, you could not miss the many, many photos <laughs> coming out while it was airing. And mm-hmm. I mean, it looks really extraordinary design-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good in that way. So give it a shot, folks, uh, if fantasy is your thing. If you're... Although, you know, you could be like my mother, who is a hater of things that are not real. And yet, yet, she stayed up with me till 1 a.m. the other day to finish up Alchemy of Souls. See? Even though she was confused a lot of the time. But, mm. yeah, the, like, last few episodes definitely, like, also ramped up in its intensity. And you just mm. could not stop because you just wanted yeah, to know yeah. what happened. So... Yeah. You know, good job with some notes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm very much looking forward to it yeah. someday. Someday. When um, it makes it to the top of the list. Yeah. Um, and then ongoing still, I'm watching A Piece of Your Mind, which mm-hmm. is uh, a show with um, Jung Hae-in. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Choi Soo-bin, who I like mm-hmm. very much, and I thought mm-hmm. they have really great chemistry in this show. Um, it's an interesting show. Uh, it's very quiet um, mm. and melancholy. So if you're looking for like a fast-paced thing, this is not it. it it's mm. all about the feels. This is really just internalizing people's feelings and mm-hmm. um, their traumas, I guess. Sort of. Okay. Sort of. Um, There's a lot of loss in it that sort of is the building blocks of how, you know, you find these characters. Gotcha. So it's them, like, basically working through that together on their own, you know. Um, I'm only five episodes in, Mm -hmm. so uh, I really enjoy it because I do like this kind of thing that's... Mm. kind of more like an art piece feels like mm-hmm. an indie movie kind of thing yeah yeah i really like that um so i'll you know be continuing that in a bit and i started curtain call oh boy. i was really really excited to see it after we talked a little bit about it in our haji one 
mm-hmm. fun episode, and I'm only two episodes in, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. Everyone's doing a great job. Um, it is nice to see Hajiwan in sort of like a different kind of I don't mm-hmm. know a, a relaxed in my environment kind of right. Person. Yeah, because yeah. he is, he is often somebody who is just struggling all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I felt, too. Like, she just had sort of a different vibe in that, like, I think I even said this in that episode. Like, it feels like so often, like, she's just striving Mm -hmm. and unsure in her environment. And her character in Curtain Call is just at ease with Mm -hmm. her environment, even with what she's going through. And I loved, I mean, partly because I just love her, but I loved Mm -hmm. her in that role. I will say (laughs) it did make me smile when... Um, they're in the theater and yeah. the manager guy is sitting on stage and he's like, uh, get off. Only yeah. authorized people can be on stage. I'm like, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Riff raff. Dude, you cannot mm-hmm. go on stage. Like, don't touch the props. <laughs> when I was watching that show, I was like, oh, Susie will love this. <laughs> the stage manager in me. Mm-hmm. Got their heckles risen. I was just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, what are you doing? Why are you sitting Get on stage?" Like, mm. no, right? no, nope, doesn't work like that, uh, sir. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's all I am working on. Have been watching mm-hmm. so far. What are you watching? What have you been watching? Well, we already talked about Mr. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Was you know sad and relieved to be done with that mm, at long yeah. last. Because that was like a four month, uh, four month <laughs> journey. Um, since the last time we recorded, I finished Happiness, uh, mm. which I ended up really loving. Yeah. Um, you know, if you listened to our previous episode. Uh, it was kind of a surprise that mm-hmm. I would be into that because sort of zombies are not really my thing, but mm-hmm. just the, the people at the heart of it were super compelling. You know, we'll talk about it more later on. Um, but I, I ended up really loving happiness mm-hmm. after happiness. I watched 39, mm-hmm. which I. I will really not talk about here because in a future episode, I will have a lot to say Ah, about ah. 39. (laughs) Uh, I will just say, though, because you were saying with regards to Alchemy of Souls that sometimes the mythology doesn't hold up, Uh which is something that you sort of expect could be the case in a show with fantastic elements, right? Uh You don't expect it in a show like 39, which is kind of a slice of life. But... There is something that to me is like bonkers bananas does not hold up thing. Mm. So like I say, I'll talk about that more later. Okay. Uh, Maybe other people were not as bothered by it as I was, but I almost texted Susie at like one o'clock in the morning to be like, this just happened and it makes no sense. (laughs) I think I did send you an Instagram message like the next morning. Mm -hmm. Like there's something bonkers happened. (laughs) Uh, So 39. And then after 39, I watched Insider, speaking of uh, Kang Hanu projects, which again was not a thing 
that I thought I would get mm. sucked into, mm-hmm. but I really like him a lot. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. And it has lots of friends mm. in it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It is not my genre. Like, it is essentially a gangster story. Oh, okay. Which is not my area of interest, Mm -hmm. generally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, we'll talk about this more in future episodes. There are, you know, a number of people in it who we'll talk about later on. Um, But I can't really say i watched the whole thing i watched all 16 episodes because i really wanted to know how it Mm. turned out Mm -hmm. but i had a lot of conflicting feelings about Mm. it Mm -hmm. and i don't know that i would recommend it to myself oh it is real real violent oh and again, like even more so than Mr. Mr. Sunshine has some, you know, gnarly violence, but like in isolated incidents. But there is quite a bit of real mm. upsetting violence throughout the entirety of the series of Insider. Mm. And if that is not your jam, I cannot in good conscience recommend it. I mean, it is a compelling plot, but it's also a lot of, well put it this way after i watched it i was like they should have called that show landfill because i can't remember the last time i saw so much trash all in the same place (laughs) it just so many garbage people in this show just garbage on top of garbage on top of garbage i mean if you like that kind of thing I think it was really well executed. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of a lot of Western shows, like in a lot of Western shows that I choose not to watch (laughs) because it's just a lot of terrible people doing terrible things. And like there's, there are compelling aspects to it, Mm -hmm. but anyway, Oh goodness. Uh, That was, that was insider. I mean, what is the like short premise? The basic premise. Okay. So the basic premise is Kang Hanul's character is, enrolled in the like prosecutor training program it's like the next thing beyond law school i think mm-hmm. um and his father who uh died when he was very young had been a prosecutor and so he knows you know mm-hmm. he knows other prosecutors who were friends with his father while he's growing up and being raised by his grandmother. And through his connections with them, he gets involved with like trying to bring down this gambling, this illegal gambling Mm. operation. Mm -hmm. And then, so sort of the insider means a couple of different things like throughout the course of the series, but he ends up, getting sent to prison kind of as an investigation technique. Like they need to find something out from somebody who's in the prison. And so Mm -hmm. they sent, they get him sentenced to a crime so that he goes into prison to do this like undercover investigation for them. Mm -hmm. And then things go horribly wrong. Mm. So anyway, that's, that's what it is. And like I say, it's mostly a, like a gangster story. Mm -hmm. 
Um, a lot of it takes place in prison. And there's a lot of, a lot of violence. I mean, especially the first two episodes are a lot of Kang Hanul being tortured and beaten up. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially if you really, really love mm-hmm. him, like I, I love him as an actor. I would say he's probably one of my favorite K-drama actors. Uh, but I don't want to hug and kiss him, love him. If he's your opa, I would say maybe don't watch this show because he goes through a lot. Anyway, maybe you're not as sensitive as I am. I'm not the boss of you. I'll talk about it more mm-hmm. later. Okay. But yeah, I had a lot of thoughts and feelings, but also I watched it in like four wow. days. So yeah, it did you know, seem maybe... fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I mean, I think I just wanted to get to the end mm-hmm. of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to find out what happened and then move mm-hmm. on. So, that's what I did. Uh, and I moved on to reviewing the material for today's episode, <laughs> in which we are talking about Mr. Hyunbin. Oh, yes. But... I feel like before before we jump into specific drama discussion, I feel like I want to make a disclaimer slash context mm-hmm. thing, which is to say we're not going to get around to talking about Crash Landing on You for a while because it's like the last drama of the ones that we're talking uh-huh. about. But if it were not for Crash Landing on You, this episode would not be taking place <laughs> because... If I had watched almost any of the other things that I have seen him in first, I would probably not watch any more of his things because <laughs> that's not true of Hijackle Me. I, I still would have watched mm-hmm. something else after Hijackle Me. But almost any of the other things, he was not he was not my favorite. So <laughs> God bless crash landing on you because it was only because of that that i was able to persevere through some of these other dramas uh starting with the first one that we're going to talk about sam soon aka my lovely sam soon aka my name is kim sam soon i have some thoughts about my lovely Samsoon <laughs> from 2005. Yes. Uh, my name is Kim Samsoon. I'm not sure why it's sometimes translated as, or generally translated as my lovely Samsoon, because it's just the name of it is, my name is Kim Samsoon. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. but I guess maybe that doesn't, I don't think either one really communicates what it's about. So I don't know, whatevs, but from 2005 so that is 18 years ago and friends this show seems like it came out 18 years ago (laughs) in some ways it seems like it came out 80 years ago because it seems kind of backwards Mm -hmm. in some of its thinking and core values um but in case you have not watched this it is considered to be a classic K drama. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what I think about it, and you can draw your own conclusions. But uh, it stars the delightful Kim Sun Ah as the title character Kim Samsoon, 
She is a pastry chef who is unlucky in love. In the first episode, she catches her longtime boyfriend cheating on her, and they have a terrible public breakup. Um, and she's real. She's like on the cusp of 30. I can't remember if she's 29 or 30 in the show. Uh, but she's, you know, really wants to get married and feels like she's running out of time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that is a lot of what is her driving force in this show is that feeling like she needs to get married and she's running out of time, mm -hmm. but she's also, I mean, it keeps being mentioned that she's like not pretty or whatever like there's an implication that she's very that she has a very large body let me say to you listeners she does not have a large body like maybe compared with a lot of k-drama leading ladies who are size zero compared with that but she is still a slender human being she does not have a large body and i find that extremely aggravating to watch and like see her body shamed mm -hmm. for you know her very like average to smallish body the so the whole premise of the thing is she gets dumped she ends up losing her job because of the dumping which again is a little wtf but okay uh so she needs a new job ends up being pastry chef at this restaurant, which is owned by Hyun Bin's character, who is Hyun Ji Han. And she goes to work there as a pastry chef and shenanigans. Oh, the shenanigans <laughs> that ensue. Uh, they end up in a fake dating thing which is a little bit head scratching because it's like okay <laughs> well i mean that it's because he doesn't want to go on any more blind date i mean it's the so tropey like he's the che ball son who doesn't want to go on any more blind dates is there any other reason why anyone ever has a fake dating that's usually always what it is uh and he chooses Samsoon, even though he thinks she is so beneath him, because he could never have any feeling, it could never develop into anything more than this fake dating relationship. And there's a terrible ex-girlfriend who shows up again after three years of no contact, which is another, like, I mean, this show took place 18 years ago, but it, there were still cell phones and like international calling in 2005. So that's another one of like, how hard would it be to just call? <laughs> like, you, you don't have to have no contact for three years. Anyway, we're not here to talk about all of that stuff. We're here to talk about Hyun Bin. So here, here it is. <laughs> Hyun Ji Hong, like I said, I mean, just terrible, terrible Chayball son. Like, he's so... One of the first things that happens in between them is, like, they literally run into each other, like, physically run into each other. And 
you know, like always happens, her hair gets tangled in the buttons on his clothes. Right. Because that's always what happens Mm -hmm. when you physically run into someone is your hair gets tangled in the buttons on the front of their Mm -hmm. clothing. Sure. So that happens. They can't get it untangled. So what does he do? He pulls out a scissors and cuts her hair. (laughs) And I feel like that is who his character is. He can't be bothered. So snip. There it Mm -hmm. is. Now she has a piece of her hair missing. As the thing goes on, like I say, the the ex-girlfriend shows up. She wants to get back together with him, but doesn't want to tell him why she was gone for all this time. Like neither one of Mm. them want to talk to the other one, (laughs) but they, they both like miss. Oh my gosh. It's like watching middle schoolers. (laughs) Like he is so far from being able to use his words that if use your words were a planet, (laughs) he wouldn't be able to see it through a telescope. Like he's just the most childish of any of the childish Chayball sons in any of the dramas that I have mm. watched. They have this fake dating thing. Like, obviously, he quote unquote develops feelings for her, but does he really? I mean, he's still like mostly terrible mm. to her. And it's not just. Okay, so you were talking about uh, Lee J. Wook's character in Alchemy mm. of Souls. And like, you know, sort of typically of these Chabal son characters, right? They're real selfish and they're real self-centered, but they're not always malicious. Mm -hmm. Like he is actually actively Mm -hmm. malicious towards her, like does things that are thoughtless and selfish, but also sometimes does things that are deliberately cruel Mm -hmm. to her. And that I think was the thing that I really couldn't get past in this mm-hmm. show. And really his character does not improve right. a lot. Like even over, over 16 episodes, he still, he gets to the point where he can like sort of admit to her that he has feelings for her, but he's still not nice to her. Mm-hmm. Even at that, even in episode 16, mm-hmm. he's still not particularly nice mm-hmm. to her. So you might ask yourself, why did you watch this show for 16 episodes, Lynn? <laughs> that would be a very valid question to ask. But I'll tell you, in two words, what got me through this show? Daniel Henning. <laughs> <laughs> the second lead of this show is Daniel Henney, who is an American actor who, uh, you know, is in a handful of K-dramas, despite the fact that he does not speak Korean, which I find flummoxing and hilarious and also (laughs) delightful because he is gorgeous. He's distractingly beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it's like, the plot doesn't make sense, but who cares? Because <laughs> it's Daniel Henney. So he is, he shows up with the terrible ex-girlfriend. Mm. He, of course, is in love with the terrible ex-girlfriend, which is another thing. And especially these older shows that I really have trouble with of like mm-hmm. these great guys. And he, his character is not just gorgeous. Like he yeah. is legit, mm-hmm. super kind, mm-hmm 
knows how to use his mm-hmm. words like a grown-up man. Mm-hmm. Like, he is so swoony. Except, I would say, his only character flaw that is demonstrated in the show is, like, why do you like mm-hmm. her? Like, she is not demonstrated to have really any positive character attributes other than being mm-hmm. pretty. Like, what do you like about her? It makes no sense and is very frustrating for me as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but there's a scene. So they end up on, all four of them end up for different reasons on Jeju Island. Another feels very 2005. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of these, a lot of these dramas, they always end up at Jeju for reasons. <laughs> what? I don't know. So they're all there. And then Hyun Bin and the terrible girlfriend end up like in a hotel room to finally like hash hash it out like what all their history is. And Daniel Henney and Sam Soon are in the lobby of the hotel and he speaks no Korean and she speaks only extremely limited English. I mean, it is a fairly charming scene, I have to say. I mean, they're both extremely winning. Mm -hmm. So what's not to like about this scene? The terrible characters are off screen at this Mm -hmm. point. So, okay. So she's really worried because she has acknowledged that she has feelings for Hume Ben's character at this point. And Daniel Henney, you know, from the jump of his character is like, he admits that he has feelings for the terrible girlfriend character. And... So it seems like maybe they're going to get back together while they're up in this hotel room together. And Sam Soon and Dr. Henry Kim are having a, a conversation-ish in the uh, the lobby of the hotel. This, to me, exemplifies why I have so much trouble with this show. Because Sam Soon's whole thing is, you know, she wants to go up there and break them apart so that he can't get mm-hmm. back together with mm-hmm. her. Not because it is bad for him, which it is. I mean, she's terrible. But because, like, she wants him for Mm -hmm. herself, right? Mm -hmm. Daniel Henney's character is like, if that's what she wants, I like her and I want her to have what she Mm -hmm. wants. Like, he treats her like she is an adult person with autonomy and judgment Mm -hmm. and that he trusts that, which like may or may not be supported by reality, Mm -hmm. but he treats her like a grown up. Whereas Samsoon treats the whole situation like they're all in middle Mm -hmm. school. And that is, I feel like my problem with this and a lot of these older dramas is they infantilize all of the characters. They, you know, all of the characters act like they're adolescents Mm -hmm. rather than adults. And it's just like, you know, I struggle enough with this sort of high school dramas when the characters are actually high school age, but when the characters are like in their Mm thirties, I just can't, I just can't. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm team Dr. Henry Kim <laughs> all the way in this show. Yeah. Just more Daniel Henny, less, less Jin Jin Han. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I can't even say I really understand why this is considered a classic. 
my understanding is because of the context, right. right? You have to sort of understand the context of what dramas were in 2005. Mm-hmm. And so within that context is why My Lovely Samsoon is considered a classic. However, I am a viewer from the West who is watching it in, you know, 2022 when I watched it. And from that lens... I cannot say I recommend going to see this show. I mean, I will say, as sort of a student of Mm K-drama, I am glad that I watched it because I feel like I understand more about that context. Mm -hmm. But also, having seen this show, I do not feel the need to go back and watch a lot of other shows from that time period that look and feel very mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. to this one because I feel like I'm good <laughs> yeah. with the terrible, terrible characters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and most of those shows do not have Daniel Henney in them. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how much I really talked about Hyun Bin other than like his character is just so, so selfish, so childish, mm. so cannot use his words so inexplicable. Mm. I mean, I find the ending of this drama so deeply unsatisfying mm. as to make me angry. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I won't say anything more because maybe you want to watch it despite everything I just said and anything more that I say would really spoil it. But <sighs> that's what I have to say. <laughs> that's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love these Okay. Well. Uh... <laughs> Thoughts and feelings. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you did not have a good time with it because it's always a bummer when you don't have a good time with something, even if you yeah. had low expectations. <laughs> um, I don't have. I mean, too much to add because I saw this a long time ago, long, long time ago, and I didn't really have time to yeah. review any of it before our conversation. So I, I don't even have like recollection about certain things. I mean, yes, Daniel Henney is a dreamboat. I mean, he mm. is. I remembered that I was like after watching this, I'm like, what is the big deal about Hyun Bin? Like, people love Hyun mm. Bin, even back then, right? Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. just like, mm, I don't know about Hyun Bin. It's, he's not my Opa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you're right. It's considered a classic because at the time it was, like, such a different kind of female character where she's not, like, mm. a really, like, nice, well-behaved skinny size zero person who is like just gonna like suffer in silence and cry all the time and whatever like she will cuss you out if you like do whatever to her you know and yeah it's amazing what people consider overweight (laughs) back Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. and in that country um but i mean also we still don't see you know in 2023 we still do not see Leading, leading ladies who are not yeah which is why small bodies for i the feel most like it's part. still like <laughs> it's still like a, an anomaly for this show to have yeah. somebody who is like a normal looking woman 
basically. Right, right. To, you know, yeah. this is like totally what one would say in a drama about it. But I'm sure people said it was brave of her to take this role. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I remember that when I watched it, I was like, well, this is fine, but it's not amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I agree yeah. with you with the ending, even though I don't quite remember what happens in the ending. But yeah, I don't have any conflicting <laughs> uh, views from yours. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's uh, I mean, it's sort of telling that I don't remember that much about it because I do remember a lot of like other shows from the time. You know, but this one, mm, it, I yeah. just kind of like, I don't really remember a lot of details about this show. So it must have not made such a huge impression on me as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a Korean drama anthropologist, <laughs> you probably should watch it just to complete your knowledge, you know. But if you're a casual viewer, it it's all right. You know, don't. Yeah. There's so there's many... a lot of stuff that you can skip over yeah. too. I mean, there's just I mean it's it's so encouraging. I feel like that Korean dramas now essentially you see like so much growth in that area in terms of like mm. characters and story and this is like like sort of like your typical story, right? They're basically saying we're right. just gonna like sort of um twist the sort of Cinderella story, which is like the most popular genre at the time you know with like the yeah, poor girl right. and the rich boy kind yeah. of situation so you know but yeah i don't have a whole lot to add to that so sorry yeah. early although kim suna i'm like i love her so much she's so good <laughs> she's so good and she's yeah she is yeah, fantastic she is so yeah great. i feel like i didn't say enough about mm-hmm. that that she is she is wonderful mm-hmm. in this show and samson for the most part is very winning mm-hmm. it's just you know at the at the beginning of the series she has so much promise like what you were mm-hmm. saying that she really does stand up for mm-hmm. herself and you know sometimes gets herself into trouble with her mouth and everything and then like sort of ends up like a doormat mm. like you know which is very she has like a different set of standards because she has such a low self-image mm-hmm. between like her life out in the world and then what she's willing to put up with from a romantic partner right. put mm-hmm. it that way and that's very disappointing. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, not the fault of Kim Sun Ah, who was just completely delightful. Right, right. Next, we're going to talk about. <sighs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like some of our episodes. <sighs> We've started out with the dramas that we really, really yeah. loved, and then sometimes no. we end uh, on like a bummer. Yeah. I think this is this episode. Is no, not it's not gonna, gonna be that. Like we're gonna that. get all the bad stuff out. Okay, so next we're gonna talk about the Snow Queen, which came out in two thousand six. Um, I think it might be the next thing that he did after Samsung. Mm-hmm. This show. This is another one that I watched a long, long time ago. 
Um, I do not have any access to it now, so I couldn't even review it. Um, I try to watch mm-hmm. some stuff on YouTube to like sort of jog my memory, uh, but I end up having mm-hmm. to just read some stuff on the internet of people doing reviews and stuff with maybe a little bit of recapping. Um, and it did like jog my memory about what it was about, and I was like, oh yeah, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Sorry, show. This, it is, it's not good, you guys. Okay, this is like the worst, not the, well, let me think about this. It is not atypical, a kind of atypical Makjang story. Mm. However, this might uh, also go under uh, a story where, you know, the like rules of the universe don't quite add up. Oh, kind of thing. Okay. Uh huh. <sighs> people or people just make terrible decisions. I don't know. So let's yeah. let's let's get into it. <laughs> so let's unpack it a little yeah. bit. So we start with what childhood times? Younger Hyun Bin. Hyun Bin in high school, right? We come with the setup. We try to tell the story how he became what he is today. So Hyunbin is Han Tae-wung, who is a math genius. And he goes Mm -hmm. to competitions for math, the Math Olympics, if it already existed then. So he meets this other guy named Kim Jung-kyu, who is also a genius, but I guess... A little less than Hyun Bin because oh. Hyun Bin beats him in a competition and he tries, Kim Jung Kyu tries to like cry foul, say like, oh, he probably cheated, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they had like an altercation, but then became friends, became bosom mm-hmm. friends, right? Junkyu has a terrible home life. Their parents are your typical, very demanding, mad that he's in second place, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there was this big international competition that came up and they both were competing. And again, he lost to Hyun Bin's character. And then they like say some things to each other. Hyun Bin says something real harsh in anger. And then the friend commits suicide. Oh! <gasps> yes. And so Hyun Bin then, then after that, just lived in guilt because he felt like he was the cause. You know, he shouldn't have said those things and right. this kind of thing because it was sort of whatever. Another part of this back in the day thing is human meets this little girl who's like i don't know eight years old ten years old something like that and she was being Uh she was like being bullied but well first of all he saw her in a library okay this is where the roots of like you know how things are going how with how people behave in libraries we know okay (laughs) so this girl is in the library and she is mad and like yelling at the librarian because she was not allowed to buy one of the books 
In the library, her favorite book is The Snow Queen Story. Okay. And she wanted it. She was going to buy it. She has money. But they're like, we're not selling our books to you. This is a library. Just borrow it for free. You missed the concept of what a library is. Yes. And this is where, like, you know, the rulers of the universe are wobbling, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, child, there's a bookstore somewhere out there. I'm sure you can get your chauffeur. Because clearly you are an entitled rich kid. Right. <laughs> could just take you and you could just buy it there. Like, what? Why? I mean, I also, don't understand. I don't know about in Korea, but in the United States, at least, and in the English speaking world, there's a copy of the Snow Queen. Like, it's a real, real well-known <laughs> story. Like, you yeah. don't have to special order it. Yeah. So, mm. so anyway, <laughs> I think he sees her in the library and just kind of like, oh. And then he sees her being bullied Mm -hmm. outside by some other kids and he helps her with that. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, okay. And so they became a little bit like friends. Um, And uh, throughout their sort of like friendship, uh, they promised to go meet at an amusement park. And don't ask me why. Um... (laughs) But I think there's actually like a ride, like the <laughs> Snow Queen ride or castle or something themed Snow Queen in there. And she wanted to go. And so uh, she's like, oh, uh-huh. let's meet there. And then I will next time when we meet each other at the amusement park, I will tell you my name. Um, she doesn't she hasn't told him her name. So um, so one day she mm-hmm. so then we find out she has some kind of illness because she is in the hospital. She's about to get surgery. But she still insists she wants to go to this amusement park. And she had given Hyunbin a pager. Because <laughs> it's 2006. Do you guys do you guys know what that is? Oh Google gosh. knows. Just ask Google. Google knows. So she gives him a beeper so she can contact him if she needs to see him. So she does. It's like, hey, let's go. You know, we're going to go to the amusement park today. And she runs and like eludes all the grown-ups wow in this hospital to go i don't know probably on a bus in a taxi i don't even know to (laughs) the um amusement park she's very nimble for a sick kid yeah for somebody who is about to have surgery (sighs) Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) she's waiting at the amusement park but he never shows up because it was the day that his friend died so he never shows Mm -hmm. up we have an eight-year time jump. Okay. He is now a kind of like third-rate boxer. So he has completely oh. changed persona, life. He ran away from home after his friend died and just abandoned math. <laughs> abandoned Aww. math. And so um, his friend really liked this boxer called... Um, Dooku. So he changed his name to Han Dooku and he's just, you know, doing fights for money and also like working at the gym where he trains to his mom has some debt. So he's like helping her to hmm. pay that off or whatever. And then enter Miss Kimbo Ra. <sighs> Terrible, spoiled, rich young lady. 
course, we see her doing terrible things like yell at people or whatnot and just mm-hmm. not being a good person. So she has <laughs> she has an illness called myasthenia gravis, which is oh. a neuromuscular chronic autoimmune disease. So mm-hmm. she is real sick. She is like attempted. There's so much suicide talk oh, in this goodness show. Gracious. So oh. I think we at least twice see her try, and like people what? are like oh. not, yeah. But then the last time, like, he saves her, and then her dad hires him to be her driver, and so that's how they're, like, now, you know, Mm -hmm. relating to each other. Okay. So, I don't know if you've guessed, but Bora is that little girl. (laughs) Whose name he never learned, because he didn't His name he's never learned. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... Guess what again? He, she's the sister of the friend who died. What? Mm-hmm. Rules of the second. universe. Her brother died and she's running away from the hospital to go to an amusement yeah. park? Because of course they didn't probably like didn't tell her because she's about to have surgery. Or the things that like overlapping, whatever. Like, like I said, rules of the universe. I'm like, right. they were friends. How can he not know that she, he had a sister or whatever? Right. I don't know. So anyway, so of course that's, you know, once her parents find out, they were like, well, we have blamed you all this time for the death of our son. So you should get out of here. When, of course, you should not be in a relationship with our daughter, blah, 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 blah. you know, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And she's like, no, I'm going to go with him. Or That's something that happened. And then, (laughs) so she's like defying her parents and wanted to stay together with him. Um, But then she got cancer on top of her other illness. Okay. Well, it's an autoimmune disease, right? So it makes you more Mm -hmm. vulnerable to other things. I guess. I mean, pick one. Pick one show. We do not need, you know, whatnot. And I should have said from the top, like, spoilers galore. I'm not stopping. I'm just going to tell you what happens in this show. And so she gets cancer. They're trying to do a surgery on her or a treatment, whatever. She's doing it, but she does not Mm -hmm. make it. She dies. She dies. And in the meantime, there's uh, there's this math professor who he had met some kind of way. I don't really know how. Who has been sort of like mentoring him and trying to get him to come back. Like, I sort of vaguely remember a scene maybe he like was in this school because I think she was going to school, Mm -hmm. like to college. And he like went into an empty classroom and saw a problem and start solving it. You know, it's this kind of thing. Mm. And then someone is like, that was real hard for anybody to solve. And, you know, you know how it goes. I do. So that's like, that's a scene that sort of like, I'm vaguely kind of remembering that happened yeah. um, as the genesis of that. But I mean, she dies. He, there's another time jump and he goes back to school and, Becomes a math professor. Mm-hmm. 
this is how it ends. <laughs> and so it's <laughs> mathfully ever after. <laughs> so, like I said, I did not get a chance to review any video footage really of it. So, but I do recall thinking, why is she so terrible? <laughs> mm. Why is she so terrible at the offset, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of these relationships where I'm like, I don't know why you like each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just too much illness. I mean, if you're going to die, just die from one. We, why did you need to add that? Why, right. Why couldn't she just die from the chronic disease that she already yeah. had? So... Writers. I don't have too much information about any other thing that happens, but I mean, based on these few points, I think you get a good picture of what it's, <laughs> what it's like. And this is, like I said, not atypical, but I felt like reading this person sort of like mini recap, I was like, this is, the pacing is terrible. There's, there mm. seems to be a lot of sort of threads that don't quite get resolved like people that mm-hmm. like are in the show, like his mom. Um, mm-hmm. After a while, I don't remember if it's because of the debts she had. She had to like go away to the country or whatever, mm-hmm. and then we just like never see her again. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that that seems just real uneven and unresolved. So. Uh... So, I mean, like I said, ain't nobody got it streaming anyway. Right. <laughs> so it's not like you could watch it if you wanted to. Um, it's the Snow Queen, so of course it's very wintry. Mm. You know, I, I remember like a scene at like a frozen lake where they were like, I don't know, she, he was pushing her in a, in a wheelchair. I remember that. Um, and they go and like stare out and have some kind of meaningful conversation and i'm just like it is cold friends it is cold but anyway um yeah that was the snow queen (laughs) which like you say probably you can't watch where you are streaming anyway so just if it ever becomes available Maybe give it a pass. Yeah. It's just, it's a thing that Hyunbin did yep. with Song Yuri, who I really like, you know, otherwise. Also, Im Ju Hwan and Yu In Young, who, <laughs> this is just an anecdote. Yu In Young has been in a lot of things. But the first time I saw her was in this daily drama that I can't quite remember what it's called, but <laughs> she was so annoying. Mm-hmm. And every time I see her now, I'm like, you are mm-hmm. annoying. I have yep. annoying vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like so unfair to her <laughs> because I'm sure she's not annoying in a lot of things. But I really like Im Ju Hwan. You know, I've seen him in um, The Bride of Habek. Mm-hmm. And I think other things must be. But he's he's a very reliably good, likable kind of actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember much about his character here. He's the second lead, so he's in love with 
Kim Bora or Sungiri's character and right. wanted to marry her, but of course she's in love with Han Bin and we don't know why they're in love because what? <laughs> and <laughs> Yu In Jung is the second lady lead and she is of course in love with Hyun Bin. She is the daughter of his like boxing coach, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, friends, they can't all be winners, I guess. No. It's true. <laughs> they can't. They can't all be winners. We're going to do a little time jump uh, mm-hmm. to 2015 with Hyunbin in a dual role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, char- his character had two names in the Snow Queen, but was the same character. Right. In mm-hmm. Hi Jekyll Me, he actually plays two distinct characters. So his main character is Gusa Jin. Another moderately terrible Chayball guy. I mean, he's, he's, I would say, mm-hmm. an eight on the terrible scale at the beginning of this drama. Eight to nine, eight and a half. We'll say eight and a half on the terrible Chayball scale at the beginning of this drama. But because of childhood trauma, has developed a, has developed dissociative identity disorder. And so he has a second character that he has developed an alternate identity who is Robin um, and sort of the particular spin that this drama puts on the multiple identity disorder storyline is that his main character so Jin is the Mr. Hyde type character. He is the unpleasant, quote unquote, bad character, whereas his alter ego, the one he develops because of his trauma, is the quote unquote good character. Robin is the one that everybody likes. And then his his main character, Sajin, is the one that most people do not like. He's real ruthless in business. You know, his his father is the ridiculous I mean he plays this character in like everything he's in basically he's the (laughs) the ridiculous uh, grandfather in business proposal I feel like you'll know exactly who I mean immediately when I say that he he always (laughs) looks like he's wearing a toupee I think that's his actual hair but uh, (laughs) anyway he plays another iteration of that same character who very much because he is a ruthless, you know, conglomerate guy, CEO guy, does not want this kind, gentle alter ego to come out. So at the beginning of the drama, it has now been five years since Robin, the alter ego, has come out. And so Jin has structured his whole life to try and avoid triggers that would let Robin come out. Uh, the female lead in this is Han Ji Min. This is the first thing that I saw her in. It started my girl crush on her. She's my my current number one girl crush. I love her mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> uh, she is completely delightful in this drama. So one of the many businesses under this conglomerate 
is this circus and amusement park, the Wonder Circus, and Hanjimin is the uh, basically ring mistress, ringmaster of this circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the beginning of the drama, Sojin's character keeps trying to shut the circus down because it's not profitable. So that's that's a whole thing. Uh, I will also mention that in addition to my number one girl crush, Hanji Min, this drama also introduced me to Sung Joon, who is a real swoony opa. Uh, I like him a lot. I like him a lot in this drama. I think he's very good. So at the beginning of the drama, you know, very sort of typical Hyun Bin terrible j-ball guy who nobody likes like mean to everybody but then finally things happen and robin the alter ego comes out and uh i was really blown away in this drama by how distinct the two characters are i mean obviously hume bin is a wonderful actor it doesn't really come across in the dramas that we've talked about before this, but I feel like this is a really acting, really an acting tour de force for him because mm-hmm. watching this drama, like at times I forgot that he was the same actor playing both parts because mm-hmm. the characters are so well-defined and distinct from one another. And Robin, even though it is like this, you know, this alter ego that Sojin has developed in his because of his trauma he's a really well-rounded character um and so over the over the course of the drama you really get to know both of the characters and uh you know Sojin's character shows a lot of growth but I think it's so well done in the drama that it's not it's very believable how they do it Mm -hmm. because it's not like he's a you know, jerk in one moment and then all of a sudden, like, oh, he's nice now. No, it's very gradual over the course of the of the course of the show, the changes in his character. Um, I thought this show was really interesting in its sort of exploration of the nature of identity because, mm-hmm. you know, from the outset, I, as the viewer, is kind of like, well, can't we just, like, keep Robin and get rid of (laughs) Sojin? (laughs) He's so terrible. And, uh, you know, Hanji Min's character, when she meets Robin, like, they have a connection right away. And, you know, so it's like, well, can't we just keep him and get rid of the other one? And which one is the real identity? Like, which one counts Mm -hmm. as the real identity? And I think... It explores some of those questions in a very sensitive way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the drama, I felt, was really compelling, you know, not only because the main characters are so compelling, but also because I really didn't know where it was going to go. Like how, mm-hmm. you know, how the questions at the center of the plot were going to be resolved is mm-hmm. really, you know, there are a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would highly, highly recommend this drama. I really loved it. There are some sort of plot threads that 
come up in, you know, sort of the middle-ish section that are really never completely resolved and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of made me wonder, like, did the writer intend to do more with those plot threads and then just ran out of episodes or it was no longer relevant or whatever? Mm -hmm. But anyway... I loved the dynamic between the two of them. Like I say, Hume Bin's acting is never better than in this show. Um, I mean, he does great work in a lot of, in a lot of his dramas, but I just think that this drama is tops as far as showcasing what he is capable of. And also after having seen him as, you know, very serious characters, very, like, jerky characters. You never get to see his dimples more (laughs) than when he's playing Robin, because Robin is a very upbeat, happy, generally happy character, Mm -hmm. and that is just delightful. (laughs) Getting to see those human dimples, I just loved it. So, yeah, high, high marks for High Jekyll hide Jekyll me um we'll talk about it more in future episodes but I just thought he was great and yeah Mm -hmm. two thumbs up yeah uh I would also endorse it um this one I've watched a little bit more recently still some years ago but I remembered um it was in the middle of playing one uh one of the times I visited home in Indonesia and my mom was Mm. watching it and it was on like two or three times a week on this one channel that only played Korean dramas. Oh, uh imagine. (laughs) And (laughs) so my mom was watching it. And so I just like watched it with her and it was already like a few episodes in, you know, Mm -hmm. and I totally was like, Oh, what is this? Like I should totally check it out when I go home and watch it from the beginning kind Mm -hmm. of thing so I did and I mean I gave it a 9 out of 10 stars on my drama list Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought it was real real good and to prep for this episode I read the recap on Drama Beans Mm -hmm. and I mean I was like crying (laughs) Mm. on on Episode 19, because they were trying to, of course, resolve this situation between Robin and um, Sojin and what to do and both, you know, having like both identities have such distinct like emotions and thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. about their existence Mm -hmm. is really, I thought, so, so good and like... I mean, this is just from reading right? <laughs> story. Yeah. Like I'm reading a book about <laughs> Jekyll and me. Um, but I'm, you know, it's a thing that I am also like very interested in, you know, this whole mm-hmm. like people with split personalities. I think it's so fascinating how it comes about. And mm-hmm. also that question, like, which one's the real one? Right. Are you really all part of one? You know, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. That debate is like so interesting to me. Yeah, um, Han Jimin is amazing. She is. <laughs> yeah, my so, so delightful. She's my girl crush from your 
<laughs> from your you know I've seen so many things in her with her in it and she's just uh so talented I love her a lot um <laughs> I have some notes from like reading the recaps and oh yeah I mean in episode one it's that gorilla is <laughs> so funny forgettable unforgettable um but then in episode six they have a me sang reference, and I was like, "Yes, oh yes. yeah, I forgot about that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "That is so great." Thank you for recognizing that. That's so fun. So yeah, some like really good performances. The story is so compelling. I think it's the first time where I was like, "Hmm, Bin, all right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Along it's you, the with dimples, your, Suze. It's the dimples. It's not. You know, this is your out of military project. <laughs> no, but really, it is impressive. His like portrayal of both of them is so, 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 so good. Well. Susie. <laughs> yes. I I am real interested to hear your thoughts about <laughs> Secret Garden because I watched it much more recently than yeah. you watched mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. you just reviewed a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know what you thought upon your review cuz you know what I thought. Yes. I have some thoughts. I have like so many notes <laughs> about this show like literal notes while i was like watching so mm-hmm. secret garden came out in 2010 um hyun bin is kim ju won who is a what else rich chaebol guy terrible chaebol guy <laughs> something new and different terrible guy so i feel like he uh okay we did talk a little bit about this in the haju won episode yeah. as well so check that out to see um most of Lynn's uh, mm-hmm. thoughts on that. <laughs> you can compare what I you had to say in that episode. To yeah, what exactly. To so I did review quite a few episodes, as well as read all the recaps to just jog mm-hmm. my memory, and just like I wanted to like just watch sort of like pivotal scenes and mm. stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, if you don't know, the Secret Garden, also considered. A classic at this point mm. you know it's mm-hmm. one of the most i feel like beloved or most viewed whatever mm-hmm. uh, korean dramas out there's definitely on a list of things like that will people say you should watch this you know like mm-hmm. if you here's like the select few that are at the top right mm-hmm. which i i don't refute i don't refute it for when it came out and what they did with it well Mm -hmm. i hope i hope this will be (laughs) i hope this will make sense but you know it came out at 2010 and i feel like we're starting to leave like the mukjang stuff is starting Mm -hmm. to sort Mm -hmm. of like fade more and this is Mm -hmm. billed as a rom-com which it is but i i do see what they were trying to do with it so it is a little bit fantasy there's a little bit of paranormal um situation in it however 
it is terribly deployed. Like it really has no rules and I don't know, everything is sort of arbitrary. And so you can't really, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense that part. And it's just a convenient plot device. Anyway, just know that it's not a big deal. (laughs) Like it's not serious. It's nothing serious. The paranormal stuff is not serious. So, you know, the big thing is they have, a body swap thing happened a couple of times um, during the show. And it should have been the like tool, especially for him to learn and to grow. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that is how that would have, this device would have been most effectively worked. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other than for comedy, which also was gold. Just yeah. yeah. Both of them when they're embodying the other person, so good. Amazing. Very, yeah. Love yeah, it. I agree. I would also say their chemistry is sparkling. Like Hajiwan mm. and Yun Bin really make a great pair in here. Their banter is so good. Um yeah. let me not get sidetracked. Okay. So, <laughs> so Bin is the table guy um Hajiwan is a stunt woman who is of course not well to do and here's where like <laughs> one of my like universe walls falls down I'm like Bin, when you find out that she's a stunt woman you're not immediately like that's amazing right because <laughs> that is amazing that's an amazing right? job that requires so much skill instead you're like you're a poor stunt woman that is so beneath me like please child mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that is all already like so unrealistic to me i'm like anybody would be like really impressed by who she is mm-hmm. by her job right anyway so they <laughs> they met because of some misunderstanding you know, and then he is intrigued by her and keeps following her around and finds excuses to basically meet up with her because she's just like, mm. <laughs> you are mm-hmm. terrible. And every time they meet, he ba- she basically like kicks his shin at the end. Like she is right. really not about him. Right. Leave me but alone. But he's the one. Yeah. But he is the one that is pursuing. Mm. But he's in denial that he is pursuing. And he is... <laughs> Like he's just like, like making you're all behaving, dude. Yeah, like he is like short of a stalker, in my opinion, mm. right? Like he's just always in front of her house. He is always like wherever she is at the like action school or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but he, but he is not he because he does not want to, right? Because he thinks mm. I should not. There's no way because she is so beneath me. You know, that right. Darcy complex is, like, mm-hmm. full force here. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, eventually, real feelings come in, but reality is still there, which is, he has a terrible mother who's gonna, like, disown oh. him, or, like, of all terrible, terrible. mothers. Um, so, the reality is, like, it's not gonna be easy for them to be together, right? Like, he will have to sacrifice something if he wants to be with her, and he is... It took him a long time to get to that place. Mm-hmm. It took him too long. And this is also sort of a relic of its time where 
people don't like get together get together like sort of later until later Mm -hmm. in the show Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. nowadays it's always in the middle a lot of times it's at the middle because ain't nobody gonna wait for that like it's too much nonsense that you have to go through to not get together in a reasonable time and then deploy your third act conflict whatever if you have one (laughs) and then get to the end where you're happily ever after right so this is the formula now but back in the day it's always this where like almost to the end you will get that the kiss the one kiss the one peck on the mouth right (laughs) sorry i did not mean to sound so disdainful about the peck on the mouth it was it was high prized. Everyone was looking forward to it. When it happens, it's magic. But that was, you know, 15 years ago. Right. <laughs> so, so I get that as well. You know, it's annoying, but I, I get that. But also, mm. it just does not help that it took him that long to like get to this place. Right. But at the same time, here's where I feel like it's interesting to compare his like three table roles right now, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. For um, Samsoon, um, Hijekel Me, and this one, I think they're all quite different in mm. how he's portraying them and like their attributes. So Samsoon was just like terrible. You're just terrible. You're just typical. You are the mold. You are the poster boy. You know, it's right. every definition in the dictionary. You are it. Like, <laughs> There's no variation. This is just the cardboard yeah. cut out, right? In Hijekul Me, he was, you know, he has reason to be the way he is, right? Mm, like, right, right. In the beginning, you, you, they tell you why he is leading his life the way he is, why he is so careful, why he's mm-hmm. so guarded, all that stuff. And I buy it. I totally buy yeah. it. Yeah. And then. When he realized he didn't need that anymore, mm-hmm. you know, he could finally slowly let go. And that does happen sort of in the middle, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. And the, another thing that I really liked about Hijekel Me is how they resolved the one problem before the end. And then they could concentrate on Robin and Sojin yeah. in mm-hmm. the last like four episodes or whatever. Right. I thought that yeah. was like such a good... Um, pacing thing that they did i agree yeah yeah um but here in in secret garden he is terrible i'm not refuting this he is terrible um there is a little bit i mean not really because we do see him in the past and he is still terrible right he's been terrible (laughs) he's been brought up to be terrible because that's his family but please don't throw rocks at me (laughs) I found it refreshing that actually he was very honest to her about his mm. reasons. Like, he's like, listen, you know, it's unrealistic for us to, like, get married. Like, that's just not going to happen. So what I can offer you is this. What I'm willing to do is this. This right. is how far I am I would go, which I think that's, like, almost a first. I feel like he's not... Mm. Stringing her along, mm-hmm. promising her empty promises, pretending mm-hmm. to be a nice guy to get in her pants or whatever, and then like right. leave her on you know the side of the road. Like she, this is not his aim. Like he he does have feelings for her, but he is. I think he's very realistic in like feelings are not enough in this case. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there is nothing you can do to help this situation. You know, right. it's all on him. And he is stating what his limits are throughout the thing. And I feel like he has always been honest with her about that. And I, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't be mad at that. So, yeah. So, again, I see what they were trying to do <laughs> with a lot of things in this show. But another thing that just that is emblematic of that time and also like romance stories in general. I want to say we've evolved beyond this now. Um, and I think for the most part, you'll get like an immediate criticism if this happens now. <laughs> the drama beans people called it for seduction, right? <laughs> where, where you're like, there's a scene where they're like wrestling on the bed and she is like, no, and he's, like, mm-hmm. totally coming into her room where she said, like, don't come in here. And then right. he just comes in there and is, like, trying to kiss her. And right. she is like, no. And they struggle a bit. And this is just, like, today, no means no. Get the heck off this bed and out right. in the street. Right. Like, get right. out of here. Right. But no. And then, of course, she relents. Right? Right. And this is so typical. Right? Right. A lot of especially historical romance novels Mm. (laughs) back in the day they have a lot of this like consent is so ambiguous or non-existent right 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 so this is such an uncomfortable scene to watch because now we're just like this is assault this is assault now and but her like the comments at the time excuses this because she relents Mm. at the end but she was okay with it then she actually wanted it this is such dangerous it makes me feel physically sick to think about it yeah so you know this is such a dangerous portrayal and i'm glad that now we can recognize this and we're not really like trying to do this too much anymore because because it's wrong right it's wrong but this is what people were used to Right, the forced kiss yeah. was a trope for a reason because it happens right. all the time. Right, and they made it seem like it was okay because she then relents and is okay with it. And I'm like, is she okay? Is, is she okay with it okay? in this yeah. scenario where already their power dynamics are so mm-hmm. off? <laughs> right. So that is like one sticking point in there that is like. Now it's unforgivable, right? Like, you just... Right. You can't do that. But there's so many other lovely things, too, with the show. Whereas... Yeah. This this writer, if you don't know, writer Kim Eun-suk, who also wrote... Went on to wrote Mr. Sunshine, is hers. Mm-hmm. And The King Eternal Monarch is hers. Mm-hmm. On Air is hers. And she absolutely just crammed this show with references from her other shows it is a delight if you know you know kind of thing like one of my favorite ones was at one point um i think it's hyunbin's character that talks about how he hates um oh no no uh it must be yeso who is you know just like sniping at oscar because she was Mm. she said something about i hate the name names that start with o and then she's like, Oscar. And then and then she says the name Osuga, who is um somebody who is starts as a terrible character in on air, but mm. 
has more nuance than Yunso has. <laughs> but that's another, you know, that's another show that Kim Unsuk wrote. So she has a lot of just insidey jokes in her shows and a lot of sort of contemporary pop culture stuff that she just mm-hmm. like stuffs in there that sometimes, you know, it could date a thing, right? Like mm-hmm. some people who have not seen those things or was not around during that time might not recognize these kind of references. Is it my so, imagination that there are 2 p.m. references in Secret Garden? Oh, yeah. Am I remembering oh, yeah. that wrong? Yeah. yeah there are yeah. a couple of takedown references that I was like, all right, I'm not mad. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Um, you know, it's such a time capsule where they were still mm. um, taking out their batteries when they're mad and don't want people to call them. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's it's easier to just power it down. Just off mm-hmm. off your mm-hmm. phone. Like why do you mm-hmm. have to take out the battery? <laughs> oh, so funny. Another thing I really like is they actually talk about mental health here, right? Because mm, yeah. Juwon is seeing a therapist for a trauma that happened some time ago when he was 21 that made him, you know, not be able to ride in elevators or in, like, confined spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it is interesting to me that that stigma is, you know, in 2000, what is this, 2010? You know, right. that stigma is so so ingrained because there's a scene with her his mom where he she basically is like we don't want people to know you're taking pills right and i'm like okay right but it's helping him be a healthy person why shouldn't people you know like why is that so embarrassing that you are right getting help for your health yeah <laughs> like, right? that is you know something that's just uh <laughs> It's so weird. It's so weird that I don't know if this is supposed to be like a rich people thing. You know what I mean? Like mm, because of mm, reputation right, right, and right. status. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can lose your job because you're taking pills or in therapy. Right. right. Like this is something somebody can dangle over you about your position. Right. Like, it's crazy to me. Which is also a sort of side mm-hmm. plot in Hijackle yeah. Me. The yeah. like you have a a psychological condition that mm-hmm. disqualifies you, or you know, mm-hmm. allegedly disqualifies you from this mm-hmm. high uh, management mm-hmm. position in the conglomerate. Which is like mm-hmm. why, and it's like taken for granted that like because you have a mental health diagnosis you are unfit to serve as a, you know, in this high position. It's just disgusting to me. Yeah. (laughs) It's so bonkers. But yeah, um, there is what is usually my catnip. Mm. There -hmm. is childhood connection here. And, um, because the supernatural aspect does not work totally for me, I feel like this part of it is also, I don't know, it's, hmm. I think if the supernatural stuff 
was not a part of it, I might have liked it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it being like less just plot devicey, you know. Right, right. I agree. It feels very for like shoehorned yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this is this is a show that has a lot in it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's full of stuff, and so yeah. I felt like that late in the game as well becomes mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, yeah. For what it is. But, um, yeah, so there's things that I don't like, things that I absolutely adore about it. You know, once he sort of, you know, he's not quite at the final I like you phase, but he's like, I'm just going to, like, be with you now and just, like, stop fighting that, even though I don't Mm. know where we're going with it. And Mm -hmm. then he, like... He, like, becomes an extra in that movie. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> I do love that he actually, like, does all kinds of crazy stuff he to does. be with her. Just yeah. to, like, be near her. And and he's, like, how can you be so in denial that you actually mm-hmm. like this woman when you're doing the most ridiculous things? Mm-hmm. You know, I just... But I love seeing him do those ridiculous things because he deserves it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Awesome. Uh, there's baby Lee Jong Suk in here, which mm-hmm. I did not fully appreciate at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another time capsule from the recap. Some drama beans. Shout out to them. Shout out to right? them. Um, how they said, oh, I think he's like sort of a Poor man's Jung Il Woo, who was quite famous at the time. He is uh-huh. still doing stuff right now, but um, he's not quite at the pop. Like Lee Jung Suk has surpassed him in popularity now. Oh well, but he's but I was like most people. <laughs> but I was like, you know, not wrong, not wrong. Interesting. Actually, interesting. they should play brothers in in a show. I think that mm. would be interesting. Um. Yeah, so, uh, like, a baby, Yuina, mm-hmm. her and Secretary Kim, who is... Come on. Who is Juwon's secretary. Oh, they're so cute together. They're so cute. They have a um, Another thing I really loved is how she, after they switched bodies for the first time, um, she wanted to know about him more and so she Mm. bought the books that he are on his shelf to Mm -hmm. like read to Mm -hmm. understand him which Mm -hmm. i thought is such a like cool method of getting Mm -hmm. to know somebody by the books that they read and i just think that's so cool and i feel like he did not have the equivalent of that well i felt like they were opposite you know, sort of opposite approaches when they were body switched that she really took seriously. Like, I'm trying to be more like him, right? I'm trying mm-hmm. to, to convince people that I am him. Mm-hmm. So I want to learn more about him. Whereas his whole approach was her life should be more like my life. Like, mm-hmm. she should be more like me. So I'm just going to be myself when I'm in her body and mm-hmm. no, you know, with no, I'm going to buy everything that I would mm-hmm. buy and put a chandelier in her tiny rental apartment <laughs> with the broken door. I mean, you know, it was just very demonstrative of sort of the, the gulf in between mm-hmm. their two characters, yeah. <laughs> in that, you know, demonstrated in that approach. 
That's true. That's true. So, I don't know. I think it's like a shame. There's like so many good nuggets and there's so many good ingredients, mm -hmm. but there's mm -hmm. a lot of missed opportunities. You know, like every now and then he would say something in his like jerky manner, but it's very disarming. Like mm -hmm. how when they were going to go on the mountain bike race kind of thing oh, right. and yeah she was like oh what are you gonna like carry me you know if i like fall mm -hmm. down uh like carry me on your back and he's like no i'm gonna carry me in the front so i can look at you <laughs> i was like <laughs> i yeah. too would be a little flustered right? that this jerk is suddenly like telling me that you know like there's a lot yeah. of that kind of thing that he just like spits out there which just makes you think like what it where is this coming from, right? What's your deal, like, sir? What is your deal? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how to, whether or not to mm. recommend it, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I didn't watch everything, so it might be more tiresome if I, like, am confronted with his just, like, relentless jerkiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the bits that I saw, like, I felt like, at least, like, character-wise, he's not the same as his, like, Samsoon character, right? There, right, right. There is more depth to it, and there is, like, more angles to it, uh, which is interesting. But, you know, since everything doesn't quite gel together, it just, like, suffers from that. And, yeah, yeah. you know, like I said, lots of outdated things that are mm. not savory today. Wasn't savory no. then either. Very but much not. Yeah. Less people protesting, I guess. Uh, in yeah. 2010 <laughs> yeah. about it so i don't know folks you know it's available to watch you know you can try an episode or two and see how you like it yeah. um you know they are excellent you know they're both excellent in there lee philip is nice to look at and he is excellent <gasps> in it lee <gasps> philip i mean i mean this is a spoiler there's a spoiler you can pass oh. this you know skip ahead but oh man this is a in, good in good the end though in the end yeah he gets who sonya jin comes on as herself <laughs> yeah like yes you deserve this lee philip you mm -hmm. you totally deserve this yes yes and like he's put up with a lot of shenanigans up until that point yeah and what kind of serendipitous whatever whatever <sighs> This girl is here in Hyunbin's drama for a cameo. I mean, love it. Love it. So yeah, that is that, that is so fun. So, you know, at your own yeah. risk, at your own risk, yeah. you know, gather your data and mm -hmm. decide and decide. Yeah, I feel that I don't think we've talked about this ever in the show. We definitely have talked about this off of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that. If you watch something on a device on Netflix, you can watch it at a higher speed. You can yeah. watch it at 1.25 or 1.5 speed. Mm -hmm. On Vicky, unfortunately, that is not an option. And I feel like this would be a perfect candidate for that. Yes. <laughs> because, I mean, for yeah. one thing, these older dramas, a lot of times are at a very slow pace where you could like pretty much watch the whole thing at 1.5 speed and you're really not going to miss a lot because it mm -hmm. takes, especially in 20 episodes, it takes a long time for things to happen. Right. Um, but for the parts that are real difficult to watch all of, I mean, personally, I just think anytime the 
Hume Ben's character's mother comes on screen, you should just fast forward through that anyway, because she has nothing to add. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've seen other dramas, you know, she's just protesting, you know, and saying she's going to cut him off. Like, just skip those scenes. Mm. And then a lot of the other things, you know, you can just watch quickly and get through them because there are legitimately enjoyable parts to this drama and and things that are unique to it. But there is a lot that is superfluous. Yeah, totally. They could have just cut a ton of stuff. Um, I will add one more thing that is like a character thing. Um, You did question, I think, before, like she is, when we see her, of course, she's like this badass stunt woman and she's, you know, super strong. And but she also Mm. has this like girly side to her when confronted with like, she's such a big Oscar fan girl. But also like outside of her performance in movies and stuff, she's always like apologetic she's always apologizing she's always bowing to people and she's like she's seemingly like very meek and Mm -hmm. um you know it's like she like her first instinct to say is to say i'm sorry about something which is totally not her fault or whatever um but i feel like she is like that except for with him Mm. (laughs) you know when she's with him she is totally just like that is like off of her and she is mm. just like being herself and she's really like you know when she's annoyed she's annoyed you know when she i mean like i said she like kicks his shin all the time yeah yeah <laughs> all the time and just you know i feel like that is also telling a little bit mm. when you can be sort of this person with another person whatever that relationship end up being like that's kind of nice that you don't have to like you can like she's she can be like a little relaxed in terms of like how she deals with him mm. i mean she's not always relaxed of course but yeah because he's always he, ha- he, <laughs> he has so many weirdo shenanigans that he does but <laughs> i did like that about th- about her yeah yeah you know, kind of thing anyway enough that was a lot that was that was, was a lot it was a lot well next we're gonna jump forward in time once again for 2018's memories of the alhambra i'm just gonna say at the outset dear listeners if you do not want this drama spoiled skip ahead but before you skip ahead let me just say i do not recommend this drama (laughs) which is why i am going to spoil it because as far as i'm concerned the people who made it spoiled it for me so why should i not spoil it (laughs) for everyone else uh memories of the alhambra like i said 2018 Hyunbin's character is Yu Jin Woo. And the premise of this show is that he owns a software company, like a gaming company. And they're trying to acquire this very fancy new augmented reality game. I had to look up what AR stood for. Augmented reality is like Pokemon Go. It's Ah. a where you see reality, but the game is superimposed 
on top of reality type game. Okay. And the name of the game is Memories of the Alhambra, and it takes place in and around uh, Granada and Spain. So he has traveled there because the game developer has contacted him uh, about acquiring this game and it's a whole thing. So if you heard our episode that we did a while back about Parkman Young, when we talked about Healer, I said that, you know, one thing that irked me slightly, not really (laughs) a lot in that show, was the trope that I call technology is magic. Mm -hmm. When, you know, they use technology to do things that you can't really do with technology. Mm -hmm. But in Healer, they do things that technology can actually do. Like maybe in the future, you could do those things with technology. Um, Just, you know, right now at the time that that drama is taking place, you can't really do that (laughs) with technology. Mm -hmm. In Memories of the Alhambra, technology is literally magic. Like, my big issue with this show, and here's where the spoilers come in, and and the reason why I got to the end of this show was largely my incredulity at, like, the explanation (laughs) has got to be something else other than magic. Um. I will tell you, you know, we were just talking about the difference between Vicky and Netflix. This show is on Netflix. I watched it at 1.5 most of the time because <laughs> I just wanted to get to the end and get my questions answered. Okay, so, uh, I mean, part of the technology is magic in the vein of healer of like, maybe one day this will be a real technology that enables this show to sort of work as a show is... Humans character has developed these uh, contact lenses mm-hmm. that you can wear that are like mini computers. So he can play the game without like a device, you know, mm-hmm. so his, his contact lenses are the device. Mm-hmm. So he can see everything in the AR game through these, you know, magical contact lenses. Okay. So he goes and plays this game and basically what happens in the game is the game starts affecting reality like real reality okay like at the at the very beginning of the game he's playing it and you know within the game like he's having a sword battle with this other character and in the game he can look through his magic contact lenses and see that you know he's getting injured and bleeding and whatnot but then once the game is off like his body is fine and then people really start like their actual real bodies IRL start getting injured from the game Mm -hmm. so that was what kept me going was like how is this happening and Mm -hmm. the answer is because of magic like basically <laughs> the game basically the game because of magic which again is like how uh yes it starts affecting reality which is why i was like this is just dumb 
That is not a thing. I do not care how advanced the technology becomes. That will never be a thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So spoilers. That's like the main thing of why I do not uh, recommend this show. But in it, Hyunbin plays, guess what? A rich guy who is a jerk. <laughs> what? Not Hyunbin, what? How could that be? Yes. He, so he shows up in Grenada and uh, he ends up at the hostel, at this hostel that is run by Park Chin Hae who is the sister of the game developer who has contacted him. Mm. And he shows up and he's really trying to find out, you know, more about the developer, but Park Shin Hye doesn't know that for a while. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of this rundown hostel. It's not a fancy hotel. It's a hostel. Mm -hmm. And he's like a, stuck up rich guy so of course this is all beneath him that he shows up there and Park Shin Hye from the beginning is like why are you here like clearly what you want is a luxury hotel why are you staying here and being a jerk uh and then by like episode three it's it's surprisingly early on I don't remember I did not review that closely this show because i I'm traumatized enough by it to remember. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's, you know, at some fairly early point, she starts to develop feelings for him. And it's like, why? He's just a jerk. You have nothing in common. Mm. What? And it doesn't get better from there, friends. Mm. It's just, yeah. Mm. Why? Why? There are a lot of delightful friends in this show, but I will caution you. There are some of the, some people out there. I am looking at you, Susie, <laughs> who will look at my drama list and be like, Lee J. Wook is in this show. How can I not watch it? Do not watch it for Lee J. Wook being in it. Although, okay, here's the thing that I wanted to, I specifically noted this in my notes because I feel like, we should come up with a distinction between different levels of cameo uh-huh. in the show. Because mm-hmm. we were just talking about, uh, and in case you didn't listen to, you know, what we said about Secret Garden, I won't say it again, but there's like a very good cameo towards the end of Secret Garden mm-hmm. with a prominent actress in it. Uh, that I feel like that is when I hear the term cameo, that is what mm-hmm. I think of. Yeah. Like somebody who just sort of shows up and like maybe they're playing a character or maybe they're playing themselves. Yeah. But like they're just in one or maybe two scenes. My favorite cameo of all time in Run On, which I won't spoil in case you haven't seen it, is like that kind of cameo yeah, yeah. where like... It, it does not serve the plot. Mm-hmm. The only function it serves is to be like, oh my gosh, it's yes. that famous it is fan service. Fan exactly. service. Exactly. <laughs> fan service, exactly, is what it is. So, um, in Memories of the Alhambra, and also in uh, one of my favorite shows, Move to Heaven, mm-hmm. Lee J. Wook is 
what I would call like cameo plus, Mm -hmm. or maybe we can come up with a better term for it, but where it's like actually a character, you know, like a a prominent or like uh, Choi Wushik in Fight for My Way. Yeah. Uh is like cameo plus like an actual plays an actual character over several episodes that is engaged with the plot it's not just dropped in there for fan service so he is a cameo plus it's not just one Mm -hmm. you know one appearance Mm -hmm. where you're like oh it's lee j wook but this show is not worth it friends He's in lots of other things. Just watch something else that he's in. It's just, uh, just so much WTF in this show. It is beautiful looking. Mm-hmm. I will say it is beautiful looking. You know, there's a lot of production mm-hmm. about it that is very high quality. They spent a ton of money on this show. Mm-hmm. I just wish they had spent more money in pre-production with the writer working out the plot because it's sort of the plot relies on this like thing that makes no sense it's just like what world does this take place in because it's not this one Mm -hmm. Mm um yeah Anyway, I mean, maybe it's reality plus, question mark, (laughs) where technology can literally bring about magic and they never have to explain it. I just consider this my fan service to you, dear listeners, (laughs) that I watched all of this drama so that you don't have to. There's really... Nothing stays with me to recommend in this drama. Like, mm-hmm. I love Park Shin Hye. I think she's fine in it. Mm-hmm. She's sort of unremarkable. Her character does not have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Hyun Bin, who I I do love Hyun Bin. I know it doesn't seem like it by what <laughs> I've been saying so far. But his character is not very three-dimensional. Mm. Just... Please give this one a pass. It's not even worth it at like 1.5 speed on Netflix. Like watch something else. Mm -hmm. That is what I have to say about Memories of the Alhambra. And I'll just leave it there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not ambiguous, friends. Not ambiguous. No, Um, No, this show might be, but my feelings about it are not. (laughs) Well... Another excellent thing about my drama list, if if you're doing a cameo, they will tell you which episodes this person mm. is in. So if I ever feel it's like true. I want to see him in this, I'll just go to those episodes, fast forward to him, <laughs> and just it's watch true. it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you're a Lee J. Wook completist, you just can't mm. not see everything he's done. Yeah. That is a very, very excellent strategy, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> well, friends, the time has come <laughs> mm. for us. At long last. At long last. <laughs> for us. To talk about that behemoth, that sensation, that phenomenon, Mm -hmm. lots of people's gateway into K-drama, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, recently, um, one of the most recommended things out there. Mm-hmm. It is crash landing on you. Crash. Crash. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, I mean, again, this is one that I find impossible maybe not that you have not watched the show yet right (laughs) if you are listening to us on our 10th episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) it seems impossible but maybe you haven't seen it and are resisting what everyone has pushed towards you which Mm -hmm. i totally get Mm -hmm. you know i totally get it but we're here to tell you Pause this and go see it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I too, dear listeners, am one who is reluctant to embrace the thing that everybody mm-hmm. is talking about. Mm. But let me say, lives up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I, I actually resisted for a long time. Um, when it came out, it was just like everywhere. And I was yet to like really get back into K-dramas. It came out in 2019. Mm. You know, it just exploded. It was, you know, every time I turn on Netflix, it's like, here, go watch this. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no, I will not not. Netflix. No, you're not the boss of me. (laughs) So I managed to just like ignore it for a while. Mm. And then, you know, and then I fell off the K-drama wagon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is meaning and started watching them started watching it again <laughs> ended my teetotaling era <laughs> and just you know and so it was like okay everybody wants to watch this let's do it mm-hmm. I did not regret it I did not <sighs> regret it and I was just like why did I resist for so long this is exactly mm-hmm. the kind of thing I love goodness mm-hmm. Gracious. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't know about Crash Landing on You, <laughs> Hyun Bin is Ri Jong Hyuk. Sonia Jin is Yoon Se Ri. So we start with Yoon Se Ri is a businesswoman. She owns this department mm-hmm. store. She's very good at her job, but she's kind of cold towards people. Mm. You know, she's not mm-hmm. great with people, but she's good at business, you know, because she's had not a good home life growing mm-hmm. up, you know. So there's a little bit of like power struggle happening in sort of her family's parent company, which she is a mm-hmm. little bit involved with, you know. So there's, you know, she's the table. She's the table. Right. She's the <laughs> terrible table in this one. She's not that terrible. No, she's absolutely not you know, anywhere near how these other people are terrible chapels, how Hyun Bin has been a terrible chapel all his life, all his career. (laughs) So she is um, manufacturing these paragliding outfits or Mm -hmm. things for like extreme sports, basically. So she's like, I'm going to test it out myself. So she goes on a paragliding adventure Testing out mm-hmm. the outfit, and then a tornado comes along mm-hmm. towards her path. She is swept into it, 
and lands in North Korea. Where yep. She literally crash lands, not then, but later, on Hyunbin. <laughs> <laughs> Thus the title. <laughs> and yep. so most of the first half of the show is sort of her time in North Korea and like attempts to get her back home, which of course is very complicated. And um, Hyunbin's character is a part of the military in North Korea. And actually his father is like a real big wig in the military, which is, you know, I guess he's a North Korean chaebol of his own right. <laughs> really? Mm, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, but he is, you know, when they first meet, he's, real conflicted on what to do and then of course ended up helping her out and trying to get her out in a safe way um through a little bit of shenanigans really (laughs) (laughs) and so that's like the first half is mostly spent doing that and then the second half we're like back in south korea and trying to like um mitigate like some attacks from the big bad guy um who is able to like come over through like tunnels and stuff like that. And then they got to figure out their relationship, which is also problematic because one lives in North Korea, one lives in South Korea. So how do you meet? (laughs) How do you? Well, and both of their families are firmly entrenched where they are, right? Like her coming to the North is for a lot of reasons, not, viable and yeah. him defecting is not viable because of his family relationships and his right. father's position mm-hmm. in the government right so i this is like my favorite thing about crash landing is that their problem is a real problem like mm-hmm. it is legit hard to solve and they mm-hmm. are trying and they both try very hard and they have such a healthy relationship I mean, incredibly mm-hmm. healthy relationship because they had to be apart for a long time um, to be together. So I just really appreciate that from a writing perspective because you can't just be like, oh, you could just do this. Like, no, there's almost nothing you can do <laughs> to be together, right? right? So the right. solution that they had is so imperfect, but also it's the best they can do. And right. what, you know, for them to both be committed to that even though it is super imperfect also mm-hmm. i thought it was amazing so mm-hmm. um i do love when a couple have like sort of equal levels of like qualities you know like she's not mm-hmm. a damsel in distress mm-hmm. even though she like crash landed in this place she like immediate was like how can i get out of this what ways can i mm-hmm. you know and then and Hyun Bin, you know, makes some noodles for her. And she's like, you eat first because you might poison me because you're from North Korea. You know, right. like, I'm like, yes, girl, they don't. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though he helped you, but you don't know him. Like, right. Really. So mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. kudos to her. She is, you know, always thinking, you know, she is very mm. resourceful. Like she's gone to where she is in the business world by her own ability like even though she's part of this chable family she um on purpose like went away from them like 
did her own thing. And I shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking more about Hyun Bin right now, but <laughs> but this is like the aspect of their characters that I really love that they're both like really strong individuals that, you mm-hmm. know, one is not really saving the other necessarily. Right. You know, there are some things that right. the other can't do, of course, but I feel like they're equally trying to protect each other and they did like a really good job yeah. on that. So love yeah. their relationship so much. Yeah. Like I said, when I watched Samsung back in the day, which is, you know, the first thing I ever saw Hyun Bin in, I was like, what's the big deal about Hyun Bin? This right? is the big deal about Hyun Bin, okay? Right. <laughs> this right here. In case there was any question, <sighs> here's the big deal. This, this is the big deal. So, yeah, uh, Hyun Bin. Mm-hmm. I mean... Hyunbin hasn't, you know, when he did Crash Landing, he's been sort of um, away from dramas, I feel like, for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. he did Memories of Hambra before this, but, you know, he's had, like, bigger gaps in between, like, drama projects. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done a ton of movies, of course, in between, so... I feel like at a certain point he was more considered like after 2010, you know, focused more on like doing movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> it's just to get to this point, I was just like, Hyun Bin, where have you been? Like, where has mm-hmm. this Hyun Bin been? You know, like, I just feel like he is so <laughs> matured. In his mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's such an ease where he goes back. I mean, we have seen, of course, seeds of that and evidence of that where he can do comedy and dramatic and heartfelt. Mm-hmm. All, like, he can do it all for sure. But this is, like, sort of, like, peak Bin right now. Yeah. I mean, hopefully not, because yeah. I hope he does even more stuff and gets even more yeah. awesome. But I just thought this is... The last thing that you did in a drama, and it's like the best thing you've done, which is like yeah. ideal, right? Like it's it's ideal. Mm. So, oh, you've been. What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what did you do to me? Um. So yeah. So now I'm like, this is yeah, this is the big deal about Hyun Bin. You know. Well, and this is such great material for him, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, it, it is so refreshing after all of the characters, you know, the characters that we've talked about today. And, like, there is an element of sameness to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And then this one is so different, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the character of Robin that he plays in... Hi, Jekyll Me is very different from all the other characters mm-hmm. that he plays. But Captain Ree is really set apart from all the other things and just the the what he's called upon to exhibit within one character, right? I mean, in Hi, Jekyll Me, he's playing two completely different characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. But this time, he's one guy who just has... He contains multitudes, Suze. <laughs> he does. And he does such a great job at, uh, you know, at, at 
every level of that character from Mm -hmm. the really heartfelt, really heartbreaking to the hilarious. Mm -hmm. I mean, when he's sulking because he's (laughs) jealous because uh, Seri gave finger hearts to (laughs) the other members of his little group. And he's like doing a frowny face. Come on. He's the best. He's so delightful. Yeah. I mean, everyone is great in this show. You know, if you mm-hmm. are not convinced by the hype, let us assure you, you would not regret it. <laughs> like, there's just too much good things, too many good things in here. You know, yeah. To regret that, you know, it's it's a little bit of a emotional roller coaster sometimes, but um, mm-hmm. just everyone is really, really performs well here, and the story is really tight. I thought, um, you know, it's produced really well. You know, there's just mm-hmm. delightful side characters. We've talked about it a bit, like in Kim Sonyuk's episode, you know, about her role, but like. There are so many just delightful supporting roles in it that really add. Like, there was not one scene where I thought this is ridiculous and could be cut. You know, I just thought, you know, there's a lot of comedy, but there's a lot of tension. And so to break that tension Mm. a bit was really necessary for us not to just be clutching (laughs) the armrest of our sofas or whatever the whole time, you know. So... Just really, just really well done. Um, yeah. yeah. Huge endorsement. Love it so much. I have seen it three times. Yeah. Um, if <laughs> I've seen in? it three times, but I did rewatch the majority of it this week. You know, I don't always rewatch things. In fact, I've never rewatched so much of something for one of our episodes, but mm-hmm. it's just so good that I really wanted to rewatch as much of it as possible Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad that i did because there were a lot of uh references and things that i was too new in my k-drama journey when i watched it the first time that i did not get the references the first time uh i will say you know it's it's a silver lining if you want to see it uh the you know the fact that i had watched memories of the alhambra in the, the part in uh, Crush Landing when he's playing the video game, <laughs> the first time they show him playing the game, they play. I'm not sure if it's the exact music of Memories of the Alhambra, but it's very, very similar. And it wouldn't surprise me if it were the exact soundtrack <laughs> to Memories of the Alhambra that they're playing behind him. Mm-hmm. That I was like, all right, that's a nice little reference of human playing a video game. Like, don't ever watch Memories of the Alhambra. But like the fact that... I did means that I got that reference (laughs) you know that was enjoyable and there are a lot of things that are just like legit laugh out loud funny yeah I mean they really Mm -hmm. they do the drama impeccably well and the romance is so swoony Mm -hmm. come on uh and also just so hilarious everything chef's kiss chef's kiss so go Check it out, folks. So, Lynn, what are your mm. favorite Hyun Bin scenes? 
favorite human scenes. Well, I will say one of the reasons why I wanted to rewatch Crash Landing is because I, when I knew I was going to have to pick my favorite scenes, I was like, well, at least one has got to be from Crash Landing, <laughs> but they're all so good that I'll have to rewatch to see what my favorite is. It's so hard to pick. It is like 16 episodes of my favorite scenes, Susie. Mm-hmm. They're all, it's all so good, but I will say, okay, so the, the scene that I chose is a very little scene and it's pretty early on in the drama um, that Sari has gotten him this tomato <gasps> plant and she has told him, you know, how he, how he needs to take care of it and water it and give it sunlight and to say 10 kind words to it every day. And just that little scene is just so lovely and also heartbreaking and you know just that little like 15 second scene contains multitudes Mm -hmm. so that's that's my favorite scene in crash landing on you i will say although i could have easily said a hundred other scenes there are so many wonderful scenes in that show uh and my other favorite scene is from hijackle me at the end of episode 19, I don't want to spoil it, so I'll try and keep it as like general as possible. But as things are going on, both Sojin and Robin's characters, as they're like sort of struggling for supremacy over like who who is going to, which identity is going to mm. reign supreme, as they would say <laughs> on Iron Chef. Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, the the two identities are like at different points, both of them sort of have fluctuations in their memories because mm-hmm. um, that's the main thing that sets them apart, right? Is like Robin has Robin's memories and Sojin has Sojin's memories and they don't have each other's memories. Yeah. Um, but at certain points, both of the characters like sort of are losing some of their memories so this thing happens that's a real important thing for Robin's character and he ends up losing that memory and he's really devastated that he's lost, like he knows enough to know that he's lost this really important memory to him. And so Hana, Hanji Min's character, like takes him to basically recreate the memory. And it's that's at the end of episode 19. And it is such a wonderful scene. Uh, and yeah, I won't spoil it any more than that. Because I really think if you haven't watched Hijekle Me, you should go watch mm-hmm. it. But that was my, that was my favorite scene in that drama. And one of my favorite scenes with Hyun Bin. Mm-hmm. So those are my two picks. What are your picks, Suze? Well... Mine are, since I couldn't remember a lot of the old stuff that I watched, yeah. I, you know, picked a couple from Crash Landing, and the obvious choice for me is the DMZ line scene. If you know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, towards mm-hmm. the end, so you gotta watch the whole thing to get to it. I mean, you don't, obviously. <laughs> you can just go to episode whatever. But I would suggest you get there because it yeah. that's what makes it that Please scene. Please do. That's what makes this scene yeah. so good 
It's just like it's the heightened everything culmination mm. emotions. But yeah. I'm gonna be a little shallow and just be on theme today and say mm-hmm. my favorite scene is you know at one point this is like the second attempt to get Sari home. So she's in mm-hmm. this uh in the jeep with the like cute yeah. one from the group and uh he's driving her to the airport and they are suddenly pursued by these really ominous vehicles that are obviously trying to kill them um or crash them mm-hmm. or whatever so they're like in danger and suddenly you see somebody on a motorcycle with <laughs> with a helmet so <laughs> you don't know who it is Mm. on the side like sort of like on a side road that is going parallel with the main road and then that person comes swerving in to you know uh, save them and then the helmet comes off and it is Hyun Bin (laughs) Ri Jung Hyuk has come to the rescue and it's like such a like action-y scene Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. of Thing that was a little random, I would say, mm. because mm-hmm. there are some action scenes in here, and it like will lend to that later. But in the you know, this is sort of like early on, and it's more like sinister scenes or like political machinations or whatever. And I feel like this is the first time we see something like super physical like this happen on this mm-hmm. scale, you know. Um, so it, it was just like a really cool scene and you just like see him been like, and the thing is like his helmet came off as his like motorcycle sort of, <laughs> sort of slides sideways on the, on the road. And he's just like doing like, you know, a baseball slide basically, um, with his motorcycle. And what does he do? He like, does he? I forget that he shoots something or if he like throwed it through a grenade, but he like caused a huge, like while he's like sliding, he's shooting or whatever and causing a huge um, explosion and also saving Sari right on time. I mean, dream boat. (laughs) This is a dream boat romance saving scene, (sighs) rescue scene. I was just like, please inject this in my veins. I want it. <clears throat> People are like, oh, it's so cheesy. I'm like, no, it is. This is cheese enough cheese, not cheesy. It is just enough cheese. It's so good. Delicious. <laughs> mm, love it. Yeah. So anyway, I like that. I like yeah. that scene a lot. I mean, I considered both of those scenes as well for my faves, too, Zeus. And I am not, like, an action movie, Mm -hmm. like, you know, fight scenes, action scenes, for the most part, are not my area of interest, generally. But that is just something about how that one is executed Mm -hmm. is very, very satisfying. Mm -hmm. Well, Susie... The time has come for me to ask you anything. 
Uh, we haven't really talked, we haven't talked at all, I don't think, about the fact that Son Ye Jin and Hyun Bin in real life are married now. <laughs> yes, we have not um, mentioned that. So delightful. Mm -hmm. It's been, at the time that we're recording this, it's just about a year, I think, since they got married. Mm -hmm. And... Let's see, what episode was it? Oh, it was in when we talked about Park So Jun and we were talking about uh, oh, yeah. what's wrong with Secretary mm -hmm. Kim. I was saying how I loved them so much in that <laughs> show that I was like, I want them to get married in real life because I love them so much in that show. And so my question is, uh, what are your favorite romantic couples mm -hmm. from K-drama that you loved? Is there anyone who you loved so much in the K-drama that you would like to see them get together IRL like our Binjin pair? Mm -hmm. um, like a strong candidate for that would be Park Yun-sik and um, what is her name? From Strong Woman. Oh, from Strong Woman. Yeah. Interesting. I just thought they had such cute chemistry. They like, were so great together. Park Boyoung. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Miss Park Yeah, Boyoung. yeah. Yes. So Park Yun-shik and Park Boyoung from Strong Woman, Do Bung Soon, is a strong candidate. For that. I just thought they just had such sparkling, cute chemistry. And I was yeah. really like, I wouldn't be mad if you started dating. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's one. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if Junho and Lisa Young were dating. Like I thought they also had just mm. uh, such great chemistry together in Red Sleeve. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So good. Um, I mean, a lot of people ship IU and Lee Jun Ki. <laughs> now their oh, yeah. hearts are broken because she's dating Lee Jung Sook. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. In real life, um, <laughs> I Park Min Young is such a chemistry queen. It's like, please date everybody, yeah. like, right? You know, her and Kim Jae Wook are just come on, yeah, come on, come on, yeah. Um, I feel like similarly, Lee Jae Wook has so much chemistry with everyone he's been with. So far, mm -hmm. and it's like amazing yeah. to me because Alchemy One and Alchemy Two have different leading actresses in it, um, right? And he equally has great chemistry with both. So yeah, so good. Um, oh, a business proposal. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely not be mad, right? If they, um. Anya Sup and Kim Sejong got together in real life. Oh, what a great pairing. Right? Oh, that's a great answer. Oh, there yeah. you go. Ultimate. Yeah. Make it happen, universe. <laughs> Excellent. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it's not just me that's like, <laughs> oh, I love you so much that I want it to continue. I want it to spill over into real life. 
your great chemistry. <laughs> and thank you for making that dream come true for us binging. <laughs> we love you forever. Finger hearts. Finger hearts. hearts. <laughs> well, what do you all think? Our loyal, beloved listeners, what do you think about, I mean, were your hearts broken when Binjin got married? <laughs> or do you, like us, celebrate their love? <laughs> who are your Who are your picks for Binjin 2.0, 3.0? What, what fictional characters or fictional pairings would you like to see spill over into IRL? <laughs> Come find us and tell us what you think. Yes. Come find us on the Instagrams. <laughs> all of all, them. All, all of, of the, the Instagrams. Instagrams at on Opus Pod. And tell us what you think about this episode. Do you love Yun Bin? Do you not love Yun Bin? Do you wish Yun Bin played <laughs> something else other than a rich table guy? <laughs> <laughs> in which case yeah you should see crash landing on there you, you go. um have mm-hmm. you seen other things he's been in that we have not seen and you are like mm. you are not completed you know you have the complete picture of the things that he has done tell us which one should we check out which one should we yeah, should not check out please. that is a service mm. to us thank you <laughs> We appreciate it. I mean, I will say, like Susie, if I had not seen Crash Landing on You first, I would very much have been like, what to all you human bin lovers? But I did see it first. So I was like, oh, Opa, I understand. You're my mm-hmm. friend now. <laughs> because we love handsome Opas. Did you notice that about us? <laughs> To the point where every episode we quote Kim Sun Young, not from Crash Landing on You, but from Reply 1988, in which she said, Aren't all of the handsome ones called Opa? Yes, they are. That's what we call them here. If they're handsome, (laughs) we call them Opa. So thanks for being with us while we talked about Hyunbin Opa. And next time we'll be talking about some more handsome Opa. So come back then, please. Annyeong. Annyeong. <laughs>